You're listening to the Everyman Podcast. This is episode 59. My name is Dan Doty. We've been spotty putting out podcasts in the last month, and that is simply just because summertime and the living has not been easy. Well, that's not true. It's just been busy. A couple of weekends ago, we were at the Women Teach Men event that we've talked about on the podcast here I just want to thank Michael Hebb and his whole crew for what they did. And thanks, thanks to Esther Perel and Gina Rudin and all, all of the amazing women that were there. It was a really amazing event and uh, pretty, pretty honored and happy that every man got to be part of it. Today, I'm going to do a very different podcast from normal. And I'm going to start to experiment with this show a bit. I feel like uh, the first chapter of Every Man has come to a close. I think that consisted of basically winter of 2017 to summer of 2018. And there's just a lot, for a lot of reasons, things seem to be entering a new phase of what we're doing. And I can say the same for myself too, moving from Montana to California, really getting settled. And then really kind of, I feel like what I'm doing and we're doing is buckling in for a much larger uh, ride coming up in the next year or years. It's it's all very exciting. Things are very positive, and I'll talk a little bit more about it. But what I'm going to do today on the podcast is actually state of the situation address, state of every man, state of Dan Dota. I'm just going to do a bit of a rant, and I actually don't have, you know, I don't have notes. I don't have an outline. I'm just going to sit and talk about what I want to talk about. And we're just going to see how it goes. This might be a terrible failure. This might be a huge win. We'll see. Uh, but it, what it speaks to is that I'm looking to start getting more creative and more intentional with this show and with this podcast. I love what we've done so far. In a lot of ways, the podcast to date has simply, it was a great experiment to start. Can we do this? Can I do this? Can we pull it off? Will it have any value? Will people listen? And the answer to most of those is, yeah, for the most part, yes, it's been a success. It's helped us get to where we are today. And I'm excited now to pause a little bit, slow down and see what else we can do with this. See how we can get more pointed with our message. See how we can clarify our purpose more. And and I think that is important. I think most of the guys who listen to this who are in groups or are familiar with what we do, it makes sense. And it's still every week I get emails or I talk to somebody who's been listening to the podcast for a while. And, you know, it, it's not a it doesn't need to be a secret. Part of the reason we have the podcast is that it's a it's an easy entry. Ideally, it's an easier entry into what we do, our groups, our retreats. It's it's a you know, it's not a big investment. It is an investment of time to listen, but it's not like you have to pay 600 bucks and go to a weekend. Right. So it's it's a way to start getting uh, it's kind of like a gateway drug in in a sense and and I like to create content I like to be creative I like to do things I like having a microphone in front of me I really enjoy this and I'm really excited just to level up and do the next round of what we're doing I'm still gonna do interviews I'm still gonna bring guests on we might add other types of shows too we might add some shorter shows. Uh, that are more direct on message of what we're doing, but we're going to play with it. So I invite you to give us feedback as we do that, you know, send, send me emails, send us notes and feedback through everyman.co. We love to hear from you. 
And if you have ideas of guests or themes or things you'd like to hear more about, would you like to hear us talk? Would you like to hear me talk more on current topics? Should we be addressing Me Too more fully and more consistently? Should we be talking politics? I'm probably not going to go there. But what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? What are the conversations that other men aren't having that we're willing to have here? That's really a big part of what I want out of this. I want to start, I want to have deeper conversations. I want to have edgier conversations. I want to ruffle some feathers. I had a really great talk with one of my best buddies uh, a couple weeks ago, and he really challenged me to, uh, in a sense, uh, be more decisive and be more direct and not be afraid to piss some people off. And, and I think that's good. And I'm in this really interesting place right now of um, shifting from a stance of proving that our work and our community and our and our events and our retreats, like doing a call that doing the work itself, that is, I feel all the way confident and strong and powerful about that. And my own role, and it has been, it's not new, but it's deepening. My role is to share this with the world. I just did a TEDx talk this spring, and I gave a talk yesterday in L.A., and this is the direction that I'm being taken, and I'm excited about it. And I need to get better at it. I, need, I, I recognize that my skills, and that this is a new craft, right? It's a new place to level up my skills and to get better at. I want to be an electric speaker. I want to light people up. I want to be able to do that. And this podcast is another part that I want to develop the craft of doing this show. I want it to be something that you tune into and you get, you know, sometimes you get smacked with electricity and other times it takes you into a deep place of contemplation and and curiosity. And other times it's just, you know, has some enlightening information that you don't know. And all of it, I hope, is that we deepen our humanity on a regular basis and that we create a place where men can deepen their humanity and their experience of being on this planet in a way that is helpful and in a way that is hopeful and beneficial to us individually and beneficial to our families and our workplaces and our communities and yada, yada, yada. Now I'm getting off on sort of my my stock speech there, but but I really mean that. So I'm going to rant a little bit more, but I'm going to pause and I'm going to talk about our upcoming retreats and events for the rest of the year. So we have a raffle going on, and this raffle you can find through our Facebook page. Just look up Everyman on Facebook. And this is, we got donated a brand new motorcycle uh, by some incredibly generous people in Montana. And we were raffling this off in order to raise money for our veteran integration expedition, which is happening the third week of August, you can find all the details on everyman.co. Go to the retreat section and look at the Veteran Integration Expedition. This is a seven-day trip. It's going to be for half civilian men and half integrating special forces veterans. So, not to sugarcoat it or, or dramatize it, but men who were not in the military, do you want to have an opportunity to go and serve the men who served for you and for us? That is what we're offering here. And your ticket to go and participate in this pays for the full ride for one of the men who did serve in the military. This is, this is, you know, we're just, this is our first uh, experience of doing this. And this is our, this is our launch, right? So this is a big uh, creative endeavor here. 
I'm so excited about this. I'm going to be on the trip for the first two days. The wilderness permits uh, are make have a limit on how many people you can have in the backcountry of Yellowstone. So I'm going to be there for the first two days, and Aaron Blaine will be with the group for the entirety of the trip. If you do follow the podcast, you've heard Aaron and I uh, talking about this trip and about what we're doing. I'm super excited about this about the initiative that we're that we're creating all around. And here's what the backbone of the initiative is. It is that there are a lot of veterans who have of all veterans from all experiences in the military having a hard time being part of just normal day-to-day civilian society. It's an issue. And our men's groups are spread around the country and right now they're free. And the benefit that veterans are receiving from joining a group of civilians and sharing their stories, sharing their pain, being honest about what they go through, it is massively powerful. And I really do feel like it's a missing link for veterans coming home or veterans coming back into civilian society because it's not just getting together with other veterans and saying, hey, guys, we're in this together and we're, we're still separate. We're still the other. It's sitting down. And Aaron and I, the reason we're doing this is just is because of Aaron's experience. He came into my group into Montana and, you know, sat down with a farmer and a everyman guy and a metal worker. And and it's so interesting because what we do, and, and Aaron talks about this really eloquently, is that we think we're so special. We think that we're this, we're separate. We think that we're other. But we can all come up with a story that proves that, right? I could, I could come up with a story that I'm from North Dakota in the Midwest and, and you know, I just I don't belong in, in urban culture, whatever. I mean, that might not be the best example. But any of us can, right? We can come up with a reason that we're different and we're separate. And, there's, and, and in some way, that causes us pain. And when we all come together and honor that and be honest about it, that illusion drops. It just drops. It's just like, oh, you think that you're, <laughs> you think that you're separate too? Well, I think that I'm separate. It's, it's just like you watch it melt away in front of your eyes. You watch everything. You watch the, that shift. And then when that shifts, when that veil rises, you see the human being. So that veteran's not just a veteran anymore. It's a fucking human being that has gone through. And this is his story. This is where he's been, right? But then the next guy talks, and he's not a veteran. But it's the same exact thing. It's like, oh, my God, you're a human too. That's almost the, the sentence and the phrase that comes out of our groups and our experiences. It's like, oh, my God, you're a human too? <laughs> it's like... Oh, man, it's this amazing thing. And I, I really hope, I, well, this is, I really hope for all people to have that experience in some way or another. And honestly, to have it regularly and to have it consistently and to, and to be con- continuously reminded of that because that is huge. I mean, this is, this is big. It's a big deal. All right, so I like this ranting thing. Uh, anyway. If you're interested, you can support this veteran initiative through our fundraiser. Find out on Facebook. Uh, you could. There's a couple of tickets left. You could also come join us too. All right. And we do have some. We've been doing well on the fundraiser, so there's some scholarships available for civilian tickets too. So if you are 
available that week, email us, email ab at everyman.co. Uh, that's Aaron's email address, and we'll get you signed up immediately. All right, so that's the veteranition. The next retreat that we have in the books is the Melt Retreat, and this is in Petaluma, California. We just sold four more tickets yesterday, which is pretty exciting. Um, I'm pulling up the exact dates right now. I believe it is October 5th through 7th. Yes, that is what it is. October 5th through 7th in Petaluma, California. So the Melt Retreat is the Men's Emotional Leadership Training. All the details and sign-up info are on our website at everyman.co. This is for men who are either already in our community, have gone through the open source and maybe sit in a group, or for a man who is experienced in self-exploration in, in certain ways, right? This isn't this isn't the entry-level uh, course. This isn't the entry-level training. This is for men who want to start to learn how to lead in the community that we're creating and your own community at home. This is a leadership training. It is about how to lead, and it is fundamentally about how to lead through ownership and expression of your emotions and your own experience in the moment. And it's very powerful and it's very, very, uh, you know, it's kind of a wild ride, this melt training. And this is the first Everyman retreat that I will not be part of. I will not be leading. And that is because my son, my second son to be is due uh, the week after this training. So I will not be there. This will be led by Owen Marcus and Brad Golfany. Owen is our Yoda, and uh, feel free to call him that. He doesn't like it, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> There's actually no better description for it. Uh, he is Yoda. Um, he's not quite so little or green, but uh, everything else about him is, is about true. This is going to be a, I think we're mostly sold out. I think we probably have maybe five tickets left. This is a smaller retreat than our open source, and if this is, you know, if you started a group or you want to start a group or uh, you just want to take this the next step, sign up, do it. There's just, just do it. It'll greatly exceed anything expectation that you could come up with. The first one, well, we've done two now, but the last one we did in uh, the Berkshires was just, it was magical. It was simply magical. All right, our next open source retreat for, this is more of our initiatory experience, but not, I don't know. I use that term uh, lightly. This is our our open experience. This is what a lot of guys do to get into our world. This is on December seventh through the ninth in Sheffield, Massachusetts, at the Racebrook Lodge. Um, it's a place worth going to, whether or not you're going to a retreat. And I don't know. We've said probably everything there is to say about this, but. Uh, you know, at this point, I think probably 350 or 400 men or so have gone through this experience. And uh, we have a we're batting a really high <laughs> in terms of our batting average of of uh, delivering and helping men and, and pushing them into into things that they want and maybe things they've always wanted. You know, these experiences are more like 50 or 60 men. And there is a barn at Racebrook Lodge where we do most of our work. And this has just become one of my favorite places on the whole planet. And I was with uh, Lucas, one of our co-founders and my partner uh, this last week. And, and we were, you know, doing all the things we need to do to grow every man. And he looked, turned to me and he just said, you know, man, like, I just wish we were in the barn with our guys doing our thing. And uh, that really hit me. And I get it. It's kind of it's kind of like the sweet spot. And 
as far as us growing this company and growing this movement, that barn at Racebrook Lodge is like it anchors us. That place and just that phrase in the barn with our guys um, makes me feel really calm and happy and strong and supported. And uh, it's such a cool feel feeling, you know. We we literally are building uh, a tribe of men and a and a community of men um, that I would trust with my life and trust with everything. So those are our upcoming retreats and expeditions. We are planning a robust uh, schedule for 2019. It's going to be much more robust than we had in 2018. Uh, just to tease it a little bit, one of the things I'm most excited about is I'm as I'm playing with a Everyman Surf and Yoga Adventure Week in Co Nosara, Costa Rica. Might be a different location, but that's what I'm looking at next spring. Uh, we're looking to do some more uh, wilderness expeditions, and we're also looking to expand and do some open source retreats in other cities and other regions. Right, so we've done Southern California, we do the Northeast. Uh, we're looking to do one in Northern California potentially, and then maybe Austin or Seattle. We're, 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 we're starting to grow and expand a little bit. So we're playing around with new locations. I also want to mention one other opportunity that, uh, we haven't really advertised yet. So it's what we call a group intensive. And what it is, is that you have a men's group, or maybe you want a men's group and you on your own can organize 10 dudes, like a minimum of 10 guys that commit to a weekend, right? And we'll come to you. I will fly to you or Owen will fly to you and you figure out where we're going to stay or, or do our thing. And you kind of organize the food and really we just, we have like a baseline price of, of, you know, covering our expenses and, and enough to, to get paid a little bit. And you guys kind of do the groundwork. And this has already happened organically. And that's part of why it's just happening now. So, so we have groups all over the place. And for example, there's one in Washington, D.C. And talking to the group organizer there who happens to be a close uh, childhood friend of mine, high school friend of mine. And he's like, yeah, I think uh, we're ready at the 12-week mark. We're going to want one of you guys to come train us deeper. And uh, it's like, all right, man, let's do it. So so it's called a group intensive, and it's something you can inquire about. Shoot us a note. And it is as it seems. It's it's You have your group or your your 2B group, and we'll come in, and we'll just do an intensive for, for 48 hours from Friday night to Sunday night, and we'll just hit it hard. And you and your group will up-level your skills and your trust and your depth by, by many, many factors. And you will take your group from where it is right now and it will absolutely just jump and you'll retain that, right? It's organizational memory. It's that when everybody in your group ups their skills and ups their depth and their ability to go deeper with each other, it changes everything. And then every meeting from there on out, you have that. You have a new starting place. You have a new baseline. And it's really amazing. So that's on offer. It's called a group intensive. And just... A word on that is that it's it's also similar when men from your group go to one of our other events. So if any of the men go to an open source or go to a melt or go to an expedition, this is what happens. They come back infused with like uh, like a missile or a small bomb of depth and goodness and they bring that in your group and it and it deepens your group and your group gets more productive and more clear and 
So that's a big part of this for a group to stay healthy and for a group to stay uh, moving forward and moving in the right direction. It needs some outside energy. And really, you know, our core mission is to our core vision is to see men's groups all over the world teaching and practicing these basic human skills where we have a place safe enough to practice being who we are all the way. Right. That's the that's the core vision. And we recognize that there's a lot of things that will help that. And part of that is offering all of these trainings and these experiences to go deeper because, you know, we have a curriculum set. So when you start a group, there's a curriculum and we're working on a longer term uh, support structure of content to help your groups and help you on your growth path. Right. We're doing all that, but nothing will ever replace the in-person um, work. Right. So. That's what we got going on. The last thing I'll say in terms of if you're looking to do something is coaching. Owen and I right now are both everyman coaches and we each have a a practice and we work with men one-on-one. And the way we work with men is exactly the same. We work with men in groups, only it's a laser focused, very specific way to up-level you in your life in whatever way you want and need. And my I'd say my specialties, uh, the areas that where I feel most powerful, first of all, would be before and during major transitions in life. So if you need to leave a job or you just left a job or you're about to get a divorce or, or you're getting a divorce or you're about to get married. And the transition that I am most passionate about right now is fatherhood. So there is a huge, huge jump in needed maturity and responsibility when you become a father and uh, I'm you know I'm still right in the middle of that my duke is a little over two and about to have our second one and in no way am I any expert on being a father but I do know how to support men as they go through transition and it's a pretty cool thing to do together and uh, it's also an area that I'm interested in doing more work with and every man in other ways too is, is specifically supporting dads um you know, I there's a lot of reasons that every man exists and that that I care about it so deeply. Um, part of that is I just really care about our kids, and I can see how some simple things and some simple support can help us be better parents. And I'm really proud of how we're parenting Duke so far. Like I couldn't be more proud. Both Elise. Um, and I think have had the wherewithal to slow down with him and to make sure that we're supported. And that's what that's what I like to do for other men is I can be there for you and we can do this together, right? And the coaching is helpful in a lot of ways. First of all, it's, it's on your own time schedule, right? So it's an hour a week. Um, I mean, obviously we have to coordinate the time, but it if it's tough to find one night a week to get a group or you're not ready to do a group, uh, but you want to dive in and do some work. Um, this is a way to do it. And Owen is my mentor. He's my coach. He's been he's been my coach for six, seven years. And, uh, you know, he's he's just incredible at what he does. He's incredibly powerful. And so I'm going to leave that at that. But here's here's what I'm going to here's what I'm rant about for the rest of this time. And I want to explain something that's been on my mind really deeply and I'm, I'm looking, I'm really just working at this. I'm looking and finding words to describe what it is 
that's so powerful about what we do. And so I was in my my group on Wednesday night. We've been meeting on the beach here, um, just north of Encinitas on the Pacific. What an incredible, <laughs> incredible place to have a men's group meeting. We all bring just a, a chair and uh, it's pretty private, you know. I mean, there's people kind of around, but, uh, you know, with the noise of the waves and stuff, it's pretty private. We actually did a, an hour of yoga together before, and we jumped in the ocean, and then we had our men's group. I mean, come on. Come, it was amazing. But here's the thing that I, I'll try to stay on track here and just rant about this one thing for a bit. Um, and it's this. It's that there are some physics to our emotions and how they work and why I, I really believe this goes quite a ways to describe why it is that we focus on emotions at every man. And it's almost like a system of gears. I want you to imagine that most of the time, a lot of the time we spend our, we have our attention in our head. Our thoughts are so loud, our analytical mind our judging mind, and, and I'm actually not, um, I don't mean to say these things with a negative tone. I think these things are great, right? It's how we, it's how we live. It's what we do. It's all, it's nothing wrong with it. But what I feel is that these thoughts and this mind driven life move so, so, so fast, right? And it's like, you know, so, so the engine's running fast and, and it's almost like you're, you know, you're, you're not spinning in place, but you're not getting a ton of traction, right? So, so the figure it out phrase is, is, is sort of a huge, uh, it's where guys go, right? If there's a problem, so let's say there's a problem, something is going wrong, something doesn't feel good, you're not getting where you want to go, you're stuck, you know, something's hurting you, um, whatever it is. You want to figure it out. That's where we go first. That's our normal cultural standard. We go to figure it out. So figuring it out is something you do in your head. It's something you do mentally, right? You also figure out math problems, which you do with your head. If anybody figures out math with their body, I would like to hear that. But it is. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of a visual prefrontal cortex activity of figuring it out. It's, it's a problem to solve, right? We do that with our head. And that's powerful. But what happens when we descend and we drop into our bodies and our emotions is we can access these deeper gears. And I'll try to say it exactly like I said in, in the group last night because it really came out in a way that the guys heard and it really made sense to them. But here, here's what it is. We naturally, as human beings, don't want to feel discomfort, right? Discomfort uncomfortable things we naturally want to not feel i mean it's just it's just the way i mean you could go back to basic buddhist philosophy or all kinds of basic human stuff you know we want pleasure and we we, we go toward pleasure and we go away from pain and that's natural but what we're doing there what happens a lot of times is that when we skip over the truth which is uncomfortable so here's an example from from a guy I know really well, right? So he's in a job that hurts him, that is really bad. He goes to a job every single day where he's not respected, where he's not he's not honored. He actually, he, he hates it more than, like nine out of 10 hates it. Maybe 10 out of 10, like not okay, 
you know like he goes there and he has to be a completely different human a small version of himself a meat like just like like bullied like totally bullied and it's really harmful it's really bad okay now he can and has figured out how to simply kind of shut that out not feel it all the way right and be in his head about like oh i mean a million things happen a million things cascade from this situation what i've asked him to do while he's at work in that place is to slow down enough and feel in his body let the impact of the shittiness come in actually right like you can wall things off we we got to understand how much we can wall things off we can wall things off so we don't actually feel them and we actually need to do that but when we want to make a change when we want things to shift we want when we want things to be different if we stay in that walled off place we are missing the biggest benefit that we're missing the fuel to push us out of that and that is the actual experience our bodies and our emotional self so when he sits down at work and lets it in actually lets it in you know how it feels fucking terrible painful i can't stand this he can't stand it it's that raw and powerful and our bodies and our systems and our beings are so intelligent that what do we want to do if something is that painful we're going to get out of it we're going to make changes that's the physics of this that when we let in the impact of what's actually happening we all of a sudden have extra energy to push us out of it to make decisions that might be scary to do the things that we need to do in order to actually make a shift and make a change I hope that makes sense but but it's it's so so important. So when we you know when we talk about owning our emotions here at every man we're not just talking about sitting down and saying oh I'm sad or you know blah blah blah. No, it's deeper than that. It's far more powerful than that. It's like what is actually it's it's taking the time to find out what's actually true. Right? Letting the truth impact us. Let us start living that truth and being completely honest with it and honest with ourselves and from that place we all of a sudden get it's like we strap on rocket boosters so that man if he's willing to do it in that job that's terrible if he sits in that pain enough i guarantee he won't be there much longer he will find another job he will take the action he needs to take and he doesn't have to right it's his choice right it, and whatever like but part of what i want to say is like who are we fooling other than ourselves in this if we're not like getting down to the nitty gritty of how we actually feel about something and we're just skipping over it that's how i see it we skip over life we skip over the important things that impact us and we do it because it's more comfortable but just like any of these practices or any of these things in life that's uncomfortable but beneficial think about it going for a run uncomfortable but beneficial taking a cold shower like vim hof uncomfortable but beneficial i mean you name it this is the name of the game in terms of self improvement especially from a male perspective so what i'm saying and what we are saying is that this is the same with what we actually feel and this is actually exponentially more powerful and helpful for us to take on the deepest discomfort the deepest things that are hurting us we got to when we take those seriously 
everything changes. We change. People around us change. Like we get on the trajectory. We start floating down the river of where we're supposed to be and what we want. And it, it's massive. It's a huge, 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 huge thing. All right. I'm going to leave it there. And I would love to hear thoughts or questions on this. This is something that I'm working on. I'm working on how to clarify it. I'm working on stories of how to express it better and more clearly. Um, I feel really passionate about this because I think that this is something that this isn't just for men either. This is just a simple human thing. And, you know, it, 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 I see it in action all the time with, uh, you know, my primary relationship with my wife. It's like, I feel it all the time. Like there's this change. We have this opportunity to just skip over stuff and kind of keep things as they are or slow down and get really honest. And when we are really honest, everything is better. It's harder in the moment. It's like, are we willing to do the hard thing that will have the bigger benefit in the long run? And I, it's just, it is like this place we can always come back to. What is true? What's real? What is true? What is real? What do I feel? And we have to start honoring our emotions as, as uh, carrying the truth, right? And I mean, this goes deep. This goes so deep. This is, this is almost like Cartesian philosophy. We're turning it on its head, which is Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. That makes the thought and the mental aspect primary. I don't think that's helpful anymore. I think that we need to drop in and, and, and Owen and I talk about this and it's more like I feel, therefore I am, or I experience through multiple levels, therefore I am. It's not just the I think like that's that's part of it. Right. But we're at a place now culturally and educationally and everything like there's way more going on than just our thoughts. Like I think we all know that. I really think we do. I mean, you know, you can't meditate for a long time. And then just still land on this Cartesian dualism and say, oh, yeah, it's just my thoughts. That's what that's everything. It's like, fuck, are you kidding me? That's not true. It's not true. So what we're doing is reorienting back down to a more visceral human like life, body, emotion, felt sense base of truth. And from that point, our minds become incredibly incredibly powerful because they help get us where we're going right and this is a slightly cheesy way to say it but i feel like our hearts i don't even like using that term but our hearts figure out where to go right or our feelings our intuition our bodies this this sort of more of deeper gut level heart level thing figures out what we want where we got to go right that's the that's the direction setter our minds will get us there. They will, they will find, they will calculate the shortest direction or the, or the most uh, probable, probably successful way to get there. They figure it out. And then I think there's this sense of courage. You know, you could almost say it like your balls bust through the fear. And again, I don't, I think it, I'm a little embarrassed using that language of your balls, but fuck it, you know? And then you gotta, you gotta like get over the hump and take the leap to do it. So I'm gonna leave it there. This is what we practice. This is harder to explain in a short couple sentences, but we're working on it because we're not we're not talking about sitting around and just be touchy feely. That's not what we're doing. It's it goes way deeper than that. It's far more effective than that. But it does start with recognizing what we feel. That is where it starts. All right. Thank you for listening to my rant. I can't believe I went on for forty minutes. Um, love to hear your feedback. Maybe I'll do more of these. Uh, maybe I won't. I care about you all. Thank you for being a part of what we're doing. 
and we will see you next week. Bye-bye.